0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Uh, real quick announcement steelmacenation.com. Sharing the screen with you here. This is what the website looks like. Go to steelmacenation.com. And what you could do is you could check out all the podcast episodes, but there is also things like click train up here. Just click that word. It goes to Here, which is SteelMaceNation.com forward slash train. And if you just scroll down to here, you got some articles that you can read, some free exercises. But over here on the right, where the woman is holding the steel mace, uh, you click train. And it says, get steel mace educated. And what you get is the $99 Steel Mace Workshop. Now, the $99 Steel Mace Workshop will cover everything you need to know about Steel Mace training in a nutshell. It's pretty comprehensive and it digs into everything from Steel Mace Flow to um, like what you would consider athletic Steel Mace training. And, um, you know, swings, things like that. So, it covers everything. And for 99 bucks, you can't beat it. So, go to SteelMaceNation.com and get the $99 workshop. Uh, if you're not interested in that and you want to spend a little less money, you click shop. And under shop, there's the 21-day Steel Mace Challenge. And that's going to be a workout program that involves steel mace, but you could also use other stuff like weights or body weight, whatever you'd want. I kind of wrote the program so you can use whatever you have, but it does have the steel mace in it and you can see how you could a- adjust your training and add steel mace into whatever it is that you're doing right now, because maybe you already are into fitness and the steel mace is a new thing for you. so. That's 19 dollars and while you're at it, you can grab one of these shirts, although, unfortunately, you can't grab that shirt, the sleeveless black tee. Um, I'm wearing the last one, and I don't think you want to buy this one, and I got to take that off the website. Anyway, uh, let's look at our sponsors, Addicts Club. Addicts Club, go to addictsclub.com. And look right here, it says 25 pounds total weight. The Adex Steel Club just grab that right there, and you could grab a club right away. If you don't want a club, they have maces too. You know what I recommend is the Adex Arc, it's in between club and in between mace. Try that out. And another sponsor is Freedom Strength Company. Freedom Strength makes sandbags, they have apparel. Uh, Let's see what he's got for apparel. Yeah, see these shorts here? Right above my head here? Uh, Those are pretty cool. Good for uh, all forms of training. He has cool t-shirts. I love his logo. Freedom. I love freedom. So just support him just on that alone. Uh, Weight vests. Look at these weight vests. Really cool stuff. I got to get another weight vest one of these days. So I'm going to be going here. And um, I guess I am an ambassador, right? I'm an ambassador of Freedom Strength Co. Um, I use uh, Freedom Strength Co sandbags, and they're awesome. So check those guys out, and let's get to the podcast. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. If you don't know me by now, my name is Fred Moore. This is the Steel Mace Nation podcast. And today is a special episode. It's because it's a spontaneous episode. I'm taking advantage of the fact that my family just went out. They just said, we're leaving, and they left. And I was standing in the house with two cats. And I'm like, "Uh, what am I supposed to do? It's raining out. I already worked out. Uh, I already did my chores and it's like 1230 in the afternoon. I ate lunch and I got nothing to do. And I said, Oh, I'm going to record a podcast. How often is it that I get to have the whole house to myself like this? So, um, we're going to see how this goes because I didn't really have a plan in mind. I just recorded a quick, uh, sponsor ad that you just watched and, um, and I grabbed a seltzer. Normally, I have a cup of coffee when I do my podcast because, you know, in my head, I need the caffeine to keep me focused. But um, I didn't want coffee. I wanted seltzer. And I drink a lot of seltzer, and I feel like I'm addicted to it. Like, I need the bubbles. So it goes to show that we could be addicted to anything, really. And it doesn't have to be like a chemical addiction, right? Coffee, you know, you're addicted to the caffeine but maybe you're also addicted to the warm uh liquid that's going down your throat it's like comforting um with seltzer the bubbles the effervescent feel in my mouth makes me feel like i'm awake so gave me the idea to actually get caffeinated seltzer now that is a great combination and um Dare I even try it because that might be the ultimate addiction? But yes, you know, we could get addicted to our steel mace, we could get addicted to just working out in general. You ever see those guys who are just like, Oh, I'm addicted, man, I gotta work out, gotta work out like almost every day. But if I don't work out for like a couple of days, I get real cranky, I get real moody. Um, I don't even want to talk to you, and um. Uh, Yeah, cool. You're totally addicted to working out to the point where if you don't do it, you're a miserable fuck. Okay, sounds good. So, yeah, you know, same with coffee. Hey, you look, don't talk to me. I I haven't had my coffee yet. Like, okay, so you need chemicals to be a normal person. Okay. Yeah, I'll remember that next time I don't see you with coffee. I'm not going to bother with you at all. I mean... It's crazy. I know a lot of that is hyperbole and and people are just talking smack, but it's true though. You know, people have their little addictions and we get lost in them and they can lead us astray. They can lead us off our path. You know, we're on the fitness path and here we are uh, slamming our pre-workout like, you know, we can't function without it ever. And that's true. I mean, you guys are you know going for like big lifts and stuff like that. they got to be on the pre-workout. And, I mean, look, I- I've used pre-workout before. And, you know, you do use a little sensibility, how much you want to take. But if you uh, – I don't even know if I should talk about this, but it's not that bad. I'm sure you guys have all figured it out when it comes to pre-workout. It actually works better on an empty stomach. And uh, it takes a certain amount of time for it to kick in. So what I noticed is if I eat an hour before I work out and then I take the pre-workout right before or like just as I'm walking out to the gym, within 15 minutes, you start feeling the pre-workout and it probably keeps going and gets stronger and stronger to the 30-minute mark. So if you want to be crazy about it, you, you factor out where you want to be 30 minutes from the, from the start of your pre-workout. And most likely, if you're smart, you're going to be doing the craziest, heaviest, most aggressive part of your workout. So everything before that is a ramp up. I mean, this is nuts, right? We're, we're nuts. Humans are just out of control. Um, but I do like it when you get these naturalist type guys and girls who train – as uh, in a way that is completely un- de- not dependent on enhancers, right? Not worried about caffeine, not worried about even eating. And, you know, I took note of that when uh, I was working the fire department one day and I had been on a bodybuilding diet, just meaning six clean meals a day, you know, calorie surplus. So when you eat every two to three hours, that's gonna spike your sugar levels. And you're basically gonna be running higher blood sugar because it it takes two hours just to get your blood sugars back down after you eat. So if you uh if you shove food in your face every two to three hours, just as it's starting to nosedive, you're picking it back up again. So that's that's one of the that's one of the reasons why you want to eat low sugar, low sodium, okay? Uh, there's ways around it. But the whole point of eating every two to three hours is really to uh, create an anabolic spike. You're, you're causing insulin release. Insulin is the most anabolic thing on the face of the planet, and we make it ourselves, So that's why, you know, when I see these really jacked dudes, uh, everybody right away writes them off as being on juice. And, uh, you know, I mean, I I talk to some of these guys, and I sometimes I doubt it because when I see, when they explain how they're eating, how they're training, how they're sleeping, how dedicated they are, that's one factor that 99% – of the people who are claiming that people are on juice, they're not doing any of that stuff. Like I, I know big guys, but they just, you know, they have a little bit extra fat. They could be a little bit bigger, you know, maybe they have a lot of muscle imbalances or, um, they're not as symmetrical, you know, they might have bigger upper bodies, smaller, lower bodies. That's kind of like my problem. It's very hard for me to build my legs. Um, and i always tell people if i was going to ever go on juice i would go on juice to build my legs up and i mean that's kind of like proof right there that i'm not on juice because if you look at my legs you'll say ah not way but um these guys that are just massive and just big animals they have they have big frames right they're big boned right and um and you get a lowdown. Yeah, you know, I talk to them all the time. I see them at the gym a lot. I get—I always ask them questions. How they're training? Their training is dedicated 100. But their diet is unbelievable. I mean, they'll take you right over to their gym bag and they'll pull out a container of chicken breast and rice, and they're like, "Yeah, that's right after I drink my sh- my my shake, which has carbs in it, and they're they're spiking their insulin." but they're burning a shit ton of calories too. So they have great physiques and like I said sometimes I don't know. Maybe some people are on something, but I don't think all of them really are. And um that's a whole other other animal too of of how people get addicted to things. They um you know, they get addicted to to steroids. And um you know, especially like older guys who go on testosterone therapy, you know, they're going to go on and, and uh you know, it's going to be great for a while. And then all of a sudden they're not going to be happy with the results. And the thing is, is it's, it may be just a slight decline because they're still getting older or it's their mind. They look in the mirror, you know, like, okay, they put on a little bit of, muscle, lose a little bit of fat. They're on doctor prescribed program and they want and then they want more, right? And like, oh, I'll just take a little extra. I'll take a little extra. I'll take a little extra. Just always constantly trying to be better. And that's an addiction too. So it's it's out of control with our addictions. If it's not one thing, it's another thing. Uh some guys might be video games and weed, you know, And other people, it might be um, gambling uh, or just, like, really hardcore drugs. Although I I think, like, even weed is starting to turn into a hardcore drug because it's so powerful. When I was a kid, that was a while ago, um, I mean, there was was weed going around that you could smoke a whole joint to yourself and just, like, giggle a little bit and then want to eat a box of... uh, Toaster tarts or something like that, and drink a gallon of milk, and that's about it. But there's shit out there nowadays. One one puff or one uh, edible or whatever, and people are like having hallucinogenic effects and stuff like that. And I I don't get it. Like the government is saying, the government's saying, hey, we're gonna make it legal. It's better this way and everything, and, and they're making it stronger. At the same time. Did you guys notice that? Or is maybe I'm so out of touch. I don't know. But I know people that are going to these places and they're like, Oh, yeah, I got this one. Oh, no, no, no. You that's really strong. And I'm like, why is everything so strong? Shouldn't it be the other way? Shouldn't it be very, very mild? Like almost to the point where if maybe your kid found your stash, they wouldn't, you know, get so zonked off of it that they would lose their minds. I don't know uh but that's that's um something to consider um why is it why is it like that? Why is it so strong, and are people addicted to it so the um the whole idea of addiction you know you could say that everybody has their addictions. And it's not really um, – it's not probably not a good idea to sit there and call out people's uh, problems with stuff when you, everybody seems to have their own to some degree or another. And, you know, I'm just happy that in my life, me, my family, my friends, everybody is very responsible with stuff. Um, I don't really drink at all. I go – uh, to barbecues and everybody's drinking and I'm happy with my, my can of seltzer or sometimes I I actually treat myself with a Diet Coke and it's a treat because Diet Coke is horrible for you and if you're gonna drink it, drink it sparingly because it's literally uh, shit water that they get out of um a river somewhere <laughs> <laughs> and then they put chemicals in it. Of course, uh, we know that the artificial sweeteners are terrible for you. And But they put dye in it, too. And then, you know, they... Then you drink it. I mean, I don't know where the water comes from. It's probably contaminated with dioxin and and uh, glyphosphates and shit like that. So, I mean, sparingly have a Diet Coke, you know, but try to go for... Fresh drinking water, which just brings me up to another point that um, you know, filtered water through a Brita filter is very, very minimally filtered. Uh, you're pouring out of your tap water; it's got chlorine in it and whatever else. Um, they say that there's there's chemicals in our water that are bad for us. Is the Brita filter really taking care of that? So then you start looking into uh, reverse osmosis. And I've been here about reverse osmosis since I was a kid. And I always thought, oh, one day I'll get me a reverse osmosis. And I never did. And uh, some buddies of mine, they got reverse osmosis, uh, five-stage reverse osmosis or something like that. And then I'm at work and somebody's telling me, no, 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 that's not good. And I said, what do you think it's not good. So look right here. And they looked it up on the on the Google machine, like in a second, and it said drinking reverse osmosis water is actually bad for you because uh it's so filtered, there's no minerals in it. So when you drink that water, it's gonna leach the minerals out of your bones because or out of your blood, maybe, or it'll take it out of your body. You have minerals in your body, and if you put water in you that has no minerals in it, it creates – there's an off balance, right? So the, wa- the water attracts minerals. That's usually why there is minerals in water. So it'll take the minerals out of your body, and then you'll, you'll excrete it out. Now, that's the official – they say the same thing about distilled water too. That distilled water, you can drink it, but it has a flat taste, but you can add minerals to it and it'll give it a a better taste. But the thing is, is um, they say like, same thing, It'll, it'll leach minerals out of your body. My thing is, is the minerals are in your body sitting somewhere and then you drink water that's void of minerals and then the water extracts the minerals into itself but you absorb the water into your body so how is it that the water is going and taking away your minerals going into your bladder and then you're excreting it out i don't understand that if somebody could explain that to me that would be great because that question i tried to google and i didn't even know how to ask the question in a way that Google would understand what I'm saying. And I was like, forget it. I give up. I give up on everything. I'm just going to drink my, my raspberry seltzer and be happy. Which probably is made with really shitty water from some tap somewhere. Right. And, you know, I'm getting chemicals in me right now. And, and, That is kind of the problem with the whole world. Everywhere we go, chemicals, plastic bottles, litter everywhere. We are messy, messy humans um, with our endeavors for civilization and all the byproducts we create. Which really leads us into some dark subject of the times. I might as well go there. By the way, you guys... um, if you follow me on Telegram, uh, you can get my vlog over there. It's short episodes, probably as long as I just went now. And listen, I go into other stuff. Okay, I, I, yeah, I'll talk about fitness. i maybe I'll talk about a steel mace. It's called SteelmaceNation.com, just so that you're connected from here and you know how to find me over there. But I talk about things. Uh, I go into politics, and I talk about the jibber-jabber, can't talk about the jibber-jabber here, I can't say what, what it's really called, because you get censored, you get deleted, and then they take your, they de-platform you, I'm not about to have Steel Mace Nation de-platformed after three years, or whatever it's been, but I talk about that thing that they stick in your arm and inject you with, and uh, the needle, and mandates and just all the crazy shit that's going on. You guys got to see what's going on. Um, I assume a lot of you are pretty aware that we live in crazy times, And uh, so, yeah, I created the Telegram account because I I just don't want to use the word jibber jabber and the needle as code. So I just want to talk freely. I don't want to have to have a guarded mentality while i'm talking because i think it actually affects the way i i um formulate my thoughts and i speak like right now i'm kind of making sure i don't say certain things and i I feel like it interrupts my um my free flow thought you know like while you're speaking underneath that speaking reel is another reel rolling where you're compiling your next sentence um And it's coming kind of out of your subconscious. And it's going in a certain direction. And you start developing a flow. You notice that's what happened at the beginning of the podcast when I mentioned addiction. And then I started talking about addiction. That was completely off the cuff, guys. That came out of nowhere. Now, had I show prepped it, I probably would have been more eloquent and maybe had given you better examples of stuff. But that's not that kind of podcast. This podcast is more entertainment and just kind of like a get to know each other kind of thing. And I like just free flow and thought. That's how I roll, man. That's what I do. So even, even with telegram, I'm doing the same thing. You know, I'll pick a topic and I tend to keep it less than 20 minutes because at that point, how much more are you going to say about something in this podcast? Of course, I, I might jump around. I might go a little bit longer. I might stop right now. But um, the, the thing I want to talk about here with you, I said I was going to go into a dark place and that was uh, kicked off by me talking about how we pollute everything and there's chemicals and everything and, you know, that's a health hazard. Well, there are people like you and me and everybody else who are aware of this problem and we want to do something to make it better. And I see you guys, you know, you're, you guys, we're all kind of like in the same pot here, uh, people who are fitness minded. So what do we do? We, we, we probably buy organic food and we know about GMOs and glyphosate. We know that, uh, certain filtered water is better than others and certain supplements are healthier and you know, stay away from artificial flavors and endocrine disruptors. We know that if you go to the doctor for a health problem, they're going to uh, give you drugs to cover up the symptoms and tell you to continue living the lifestyle. Because, hey, it's not their job to tell you to, to change your habits. We're just here to give you the drugs. If, you know, us fitness professionals, we kind of try to say, like, hey, you know, there's another way. Um A lot of these diseases people are being um, diagnosed with are literally uh, fitness – I'm sorry, are um, lifestyle-caused. Your lifestyle is so poor that you now have this disease, whether it's diabetes or heart disease or something else. So, look, you could eat better. You could exercise regularly. You could uh, do – more positive things in your life, remove toxic toxic people out of your life, right? It's all a holistic approach. And a lot of fitness practitioners that I know love going to their chiropractor, love going to their holistic healers. Uh, they love, um, what do you call it? Acupuncture. It's all holistic, right? Now I've had good chiropractors and I've had terrible chiropractors. Um, there's, it's not, it's not, like, oh, chiropractor is like some weird voodoo thing. It's legit. It's totally legit, but um, it gets categorized under holistic. And some some of the chiropractors out there, they're so knowledgeable about the human body and they have a good network. They're able to send you to the right people if you have other things that they can't help you with. And uh, natural healing is a real thing. And um, so... We're all into that here. So I, I think if somebody well-intentioned with a benevolent plan, uh, stepped up, uh, a great leader, if you will, um, or several leaders stood up and said, Hey, listen, we gotta, we gotta change the way this world operates. We need to clean up the environment. Can we get you guys, uh, on board with eating a little differently, and, um, you know, like not producing so much waste and like, you know, can, instead of drinking out of a plastic water bottle, can you drink out of a, one of those, you buy a metal one and refill it and, you know, um, hey, we, we'd we like to get you driving, you know, an electric car or using mass transportation and here's the science behind it. You know, but benevolently, you know, where it's not like under a threat. I, I believe... All of us you know, in the fitness industry would love to jump at that chance to help better the world. Everybody wants to make the world a better place. Um, you know, We live in the United States and anywhere in the first world. It's a consumer culture. It's just this ridiculous level of buying and throwing away, buying and throwing away. That being said, there's a whole other group of people out there that just look at it all going on and they say we are headed for disaster and if we don't do something dramatic and drastic right now we are going to uh, kill ourselves we're going to be extinct so these malevolent people believe that they could play that the part of God that They are the chosen ones, and they're going to dictate over the rest of the world how we're going to live our lives. And they're going to ensure we live our lives according to their standards by putting us under a totalitarian system of control where we no longer have access to uh, cash currency or anything like that, but instead we're going to be using electronic currency. And they're going to make sure that we're good to the environment because they're going to tell us what we can or cannot buy with our electronic currency. And you'll see it on your phone that you can't buy that meat because you already bought meat. Even though that was two weeks ago and it was a half a pound of red meat for you and your whole family, that's it you're done. You're not buying meat for probably three months, but you know what? Go buy these lentil beans. They're on sale and we'll give you a credit. Okay. And if you buy those lentil beans all the time, and that's your protein source, we'll give you a social credit score of high value. So everybody will see what a good person you are. And That's the direction we're headed, and that is not far-fetched, my friends, because that's exactly how it works in the wonderful communist country of China, okay? In China, they uh, will give you a negative score if you buy a pack of cigarettes. They will give you a negative score if you buy another case of beer. Why, that's two cases this month. How dare you? You're a drunk and they give you a bad score. But if you stay away from alcohol cigarettes and you eat uh lots more vegetables and very little bit of red meat, oh, you're the best. You're perfect, you're a wonderful person. And the best part about the social credit score, this is where the pressure really comes on. Because really, I don't care what they think of me. You think I'm a drunk because I bought two cases of beer this year, uh this, this month? Good. You know what? Come on over and we'll have beers together and talk about it. Uh, You think I'm overeating my red meat? I don't care. But this is where it gets good. If your social credit score gets low, other people could see you have a low score. And they have a choice. They could hang out with you. But if they do, you that gives you a bad credit score because you are making a choice to hang out with somebody who has a low score. So people will stay away from you because you have this low score. So once you start getting alienated, you go, oh gee, I can't even get a girlfriend. I can't I I can't even have my friends, my family wanting to come over. Now you start, oh, I better start, I better start doing the right thing because the last thing anybody wants is to be socially excluded. It's a human need to be around friends, family. I mean, look, I do a podcast. I don't really make money off of this. I mean, if you guys head over to SteelMadeStation.com and buy something, that helps. That helps pay the bills, really. I mean, you know, I still have to pay for certain things to run this podcast, Um, but I do it Because it actually is a social interaction for me. It gives me an opportunity to speak my mind and share my thoughts with you. Um, And I love it. You know, it's a totally different thing uh, compared to when I'm with my friends, for instance. There's more give and go with my friends. And sometimes there's certain conversations that eh, probably aren't even going to happen. I have a lot of friends. They don't like to talk about what I'm talking about right now. It's very uh, disturbing to them. And, of course, they think I'm going too far and I'm, um, you know, on some crazy mind bend. But like I just said to you guys, this is already happening in China. They use social credit system, where, you know, um, and, yeah, they have their currency, but they're also using electronic, you know, it's all done electronic. Like, we, we actually are doing the same thing. We have the dollar. We have – cash in our pockets but i mean we're tapping our phone at the checkout or we're swiping a card it's it's an electronic um transaction so just to switch over to electronic currency everybody's gonna go hey what's the big deal so what there won't be any more cash anymore that means every transaction ever ever from there on out will be duly noted by your presiding government and that means if you have an addiction and you want to Handle your addiction with your, you know, you can't do that. You can't buy something from somebody um, and keep it quiet, right? And you like how I just tied in the beginning of the podcast to this part? That is show genius right there. I am I got to get myself a big smack on the back. I can't reach my back. I'm so stiff right now. But if I could, I'd be smacking myself in the back. Uh, I like how I did that. Anyway, enough about that. So, you know, whatever it is you want to do, you want to keep it private. It doesn't really have to be an addiction. It could be just you want to keep your private life private. How horrible would it be if we have to walk around in the United States of Freedom America, knowing that everything we buy and do is um, ledgered on some database somewhere? You know that's where this is all heading. That's where all this is heading, and it's scary because I mean, like right now, what I'm talking about may not be so so big of a deal, but I know that once I put this out there, it's going to be on a database somewhere. And what's to say? Like right now, legally, I'm not saying anything that is illegal, right? It's freedom of speech. I could talk any. I could talk negatively about the government. I could. Uh, talk about drugs and addiction i could talk about whatever uh people do it all the time i mean it's common you know it's it's interesting stuff that's why people talk about it and and put it on youtube and everything but the thing is is there could come a day in time where you know big brother says well you can't talk about that stuff anymore and in fact we're digging through your file and 5 years ago you were saying this and we have a lot of questions about you talking about that because it sounds like you were really anti government and now you gotta explain why you said something five years ago that was totally legal then that now you're saying I'm not allowed to do. See, it's very daunting. And I like actually making these statements and putting them out the way they are right now. So that way if it does happen, I'll say, see I even talked about it in my podcast from uh August of 2022. So there you go. I knew you guys were gonna do this and I was prepared for it and I said all that stuff and then I even clarified it afterwards what I'm saying right now. ha gotcha. You. Gotcha you, future shock troops of censorship. So yeah, and uh that's what's going on in the world right now and I get into stuff on the telegram account uh like i said it's more just so i could freely say certain words i also have a rumble account and i call that the freedom variant uh the whole idea was to make it more of just a political thing i'm just hacking through everything my friends i don't i don't have a plan i am honestly at the end of the day i even sometimes think about taking it all down taking down. Forget it. Get your steel mace workshops somewhere else. You know, go to one of the other guys. I think about it just deleting everything and just being a father, a firefighter, a fire captain, actually. I sh- I got to get used to saying that. It's only it's only been like three and a half years. I'm actually a captain. Maybe one day it'll sink in. Um, but, yeah, you know, and just focus on that and not worry about making videos where I'm sharing every little bit of my heart and my mind with people that I don't even know if they're for me or against me. But um you know, the whole idea of Steel Mace Nation was just to talk about Steel Mace and that's it. Steel mace, working out, eating right, maybe talk about, you know, um GMO foods and 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 maybe talk about big pharma and the big screw job they're doing to everybody you know when it comes to like over medicating people i you know those are all things i would have loved to just focused on but we have completely blown past all of that stuff and we're into this whole new realm of life that is mind boggling uh And what I I say to people, like, this is just the tip of the iceberg, guys. This is going to get worse. There's going to be more. They're telling us there's going to be more. More of the same old, same old. Everything we just went through these past two years, we're going to go through it again. And it's all going to happen. It's going to be like deja vu all over again. And everybody's going to be going, this is preposterous. Why is this even happening? Because they are steering us into a direction that they want us in because they think we can't handle having our own freedom. Like we're little kids. So now they're going to tell us what to do, what to eat, what to wear, what to think, where to go, what to believe. They're going to do that to us. It's just like when parents have their kids. Hey, you're not wearing that out. You got to you're you're you know, you're eating your Brussels sprouts today. Yesterday you ate junk all day. Uh, no. Okay? No, you're you have to do your homework right now and yes, we're going to the park and you know, we, we just tell our kids everything. That's what they want to do to us because we can't handle our freedom and they think it's very messy and they don't like it and freedom my friends is supposed to be messy that's why it's freedom that's why it feels free it's so free that we can make a mess of everything but that's freedom man that's the price we pay for it um you know it's like why doesn't god make evil go away why does he allow evil well if he makes evil go away, then he takes away everybody's free will. And if he takes away our free will, then we'll never love. Humans love. we love each other. we love animals, we love ideas. we but we have love. Skunks might be very cute when they're with you know a family of skunks. The mommy skunk is like licking licking the baby skunk and the baby skunks making noises like or deer right They're you know the mama deers playing around we, we had them in our backyard the mother deer was all spry and spunky and happy and chasing the little babies around we were laughing we're like look at it they're just frolicking in our backyard they're all happy isn't it isn't spring great isn't it great when the little baby fawns come out, you know, and we love that. We love that. And we project that love, but unfortunately these deer and these skunks, they don't really love. Sure. They nurture and stuff like that, but I don't think it's ever been proven that animals other than humans actually have the ability to truly love. And that's the whole point. If, God takes away evil so that everything in life is good, that he has to take away our free will, because it's by our free will that we choose to do evil. And if we choose to do evil, that also gives us the ability to choose to do good and to love each other. And that is the gift. It comes with consequences. It's sloppy because it's freedom, i think that's one of the best ways even if you don't believe in god you at least gotta agree with me on that point that that kind of dichotomy explains itself it's like how do you know you're happy right now well you know you're happy because you feel good you're smiling um you feel optimistic okay well how do you know what those things are well because you've Felt the opposite you've been depressed and sad and and pessimistic you feel horrible you're crying you're sad you you need the dichotomy you you don't know what happiness is unless you know what sadness is and you don't know what good is unless you know what evil is so that's how this whole thing works and you could try to you know try to twisted up in a million different directions to try to figure out what it where it comes from what it is does it come from god does it come from something else It's just some natural progression of of um how humans over millennia have adapted and and ev- and have gone through an evolution you know if you want to go down that route whatever it is yeah it's something like that you know, i don't want to force god on anybody to anybody But at the end, we could sit here all day and go crazy trying to figure out where it all comes from. Or we could just sit here and go, well, you have your beliefs, I have my beliefs. But at the root thing, we could both agree that we don't know. We don't know what love is unless we know what hate is. We don't know what good is unless we know what evil is. So um, freedom, we don't know what freedom is until we know what servitude is, until we know what slavery is. We don't know what slavery is unless we've had freedoms before and stuff like that. But you read about slaves of the past, people born into slavery, and then they write stuff, and we read their, their writings in the future, and it's like these are people that never knew freedom their entire life, but they wrote about it. They wrote about it because they were able to use their, their mind, their ability to think and say, oh, this is servitude. I have no choice to make. Everybody makes choices for me. I'm told to do this and I do it. So freedom would be where I get to make the choice. And wouldn't that be a great thing? If I get to make the choice, wouldn't it be a great thing for me to fail? Because I made the wrong choice. That would be a great thing because by making the wrong choice and then failing on your own without anybody else telling you what to do, you learn a hard lesson, which the next time around produces stellar results. That's how you get higher elevated by failing because the, 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 pain, if you will, or the frustration from failing is so powerful that it forces you to kick it into an extra gear and go up the hill harder to achieve the goal that you originally failed on. You're going to achieve the goal and you're going to attain even higher enlightenment, a higher level of whatever it is you're seeking because you had the opportunity to fail and you know what that feels like. If you, if you're just in servitude and you do what you're told, you'll never fail because you're just doing what you're told to do. And then you'll just sit there idle. You're never going to feel the urge uh, to defeat that negative feeling of, I should say, negative. That defeat that frustrating feeling of failure. You're never going to look for a way to defeat that. Think hard and and wiggle through all the uh, obstacles, you're just going to be stuck in servitude and your mind just closes down. That's that's the problem. And that's why we have to do whatever we can to push back against these crazy people who think that they could be God, that they are going to go against the natural order of things and they're going to create order, perfect order for us. You know, what we can eat, what we can't eat. What we drive, what we can't drive. How far away can we drive? What we could think, what we could read, what we could, who we could worship. You know, it's just, they want to control every aspect of our lives, put it into a neat little filing system and control us, contain us. And in their minds, it's the Right thing to do because they're protecting the environment. They're saving the world. They're saving mankind. And it's such a harsh trade-off because if they could pull that off, what they would be doing is just squashing uh, the natural order of things, the way humans just generally operate. They're never going to make us just, oh, hey, we're going to think different just because you said so. And who says what they're thinking is right, anyway? I say, and I'm going to end here. And this is my answer to all this. You know, forget about your totalitarian system, your one world government, all that bullshit. It's not going to work. It's just going to create more hardship. Forget about that. Let's do what we can to elevate people's uh, positions in the world especially people in third world countries. Let's bring them up out of poverty by giving them what we can. Not to just uh, give it to them. And it's like, you know, like not just give them a million bucks and be like, here, you're set for life. No, give them the tools so that they could, they could create their own lives. That's what people want to do. They just, they just need a way uh, and a, and a, and a, and a vision they just need a way and a vision a place to go they can turn to their family their friends and they can say look if we work really hard on this by next year we'll be here and we'll be able to do this and then we can start a business that we can do this and then we'll move and our kids will learn over here and they need a plan and they just that let people just they will figure it out with freedom and you know um morals and values and stuff None of that's going on now. Nobody's nobody's pumping morals and values into our society, and the ones that are are being you know called right wing extremists, and they're being called uh, religious extremists or whatever. And it's disgusting. It's it's you know it's all lies. It's all lies. And you know what people need is big government off their backs. And we need to just blossom and grow our wings. And they hate that. They hate it that they're sitting in their billion-dollar homes, right? Well, they got billions, so maybe it's million-dollar homes, but they got billions. Um, And they have every high-tech gadget. They have people waiting on them hand and foot. They're so rich, and they're miserable. And then they look at us, you know, some people – live in little apartments or a little house somewhere that's fallen apart and everybody's happy. They're happy to be left alone and just transact amongst each other, grow some food in the backyard, go out to dinner once in a while. And they can't stand it, man. They cannot stand it that we could completely be happy with almost nothing, with just peanuts in our pockets. And they have everything, all the wealth, and the knowledge. They are they have life extension drugs. Come on. They're all living to hundred years old. You know, I'm like thinking hey, any day for me pretty soon, you know, and they're well going, they're all going to be well over a hundred. This, this group of them, they're, you know, uh, some of them are like 98 and they're, they're still alive. And you're like, how, I mean, they were like the one guy I'm thinking of, I'm not going to even say his name, but. He's, he was eleven years old when Nazi Germany was uh, doing its thing. he worked for the Nazis he sold out Jewish families uh to the Nazis. That's how he got start at eleven. He's still alive and he's one of the biggest richest men in the world and he makes his money technically by um you know uh hurting countries yeah he makes he makes countries like go. He ruins their money and then he makes money off of that. And um, I didn't say his name because I I, I just don't want to go there and feel like if I'm saying his name, I'm always, almost like invoking him or something like that. Anyway, there's a bunch of those assholes like that, and they're horrible people and they're miserable. And you know what? I don't wish anything bad on them. I'm trying to be a good Christian. But uh, they need to leave us alone. They really do. And um, anything that they're doing right now is going to greatly affect people of the future. And I promise I'm ending right now. I know I said that before, but I promise this time. Um, I'm ending on this note. We are born with this, our bodies, okay? Our minds. We can make um, all kinds of decisions. But at the end of the day, we should know... It's all temporary. And it's not about us. It's not about me and you living high on the hog with our feet up and being like, yeah, this is the life. That's not really what this is about. It's always about the future. We need, and then the next generation needs, when they're born, to understand that. It's not about right now. It's not about my body. It's not about... Anything like that. It's about doing the right thing now so that the future is okay. We're not doing that. What we're doing is worrying about now and worrying about our bodies and our lives and our money and our awesomeness. And we're giving up our future. So think about it. It's stoic. It's very stoic uh, thought. And I think that that's on the money. I could be wrong. Have been wrong before, but guys, thank you for just chilling out with me on this podcast. Uh, it was a little bit of a rant there. Uh, I might have said stuff if you made it through from beginning to end. I gotta I gotta say, you are a very special person. Uh anyway, thank you very much once again. I appreciate all you guys. Um, and people hit me up, DMing me, saying that they like the podcast and everything. Uh it's always a wonder to me and I just like to keep it that way actually makes it special for me too so guys thanks for listening um parting words are just try to do the right thing work out drink water and help people and think about what is the right thing to do and do it all right until next time I'm Fred Moore this is the Steel Maze Nation podcast and I am out